everybody, this is Matthew Soltysiak, and you're listening to Not the Same Old Lions podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to take an overview look at this past season, as well as expectations leading up to the season. I'm joined by Coach Jerry Angers, Michigan High School Football Coach of the Year in 2016, also named Coach of the Week by the Detroit Lions in 2019. He's mentioned he's mentored 70 players to the college level, two all the way up to the NFL. Coach, good to have you here. Great to be here. All right, I want to start by talking about our expectations leading into last season. And again, we want to be careful we don't do revisionist history and say we knew all these things we didn't know that were going to happen. But, you know, in Campbell's first season, they were 0-10-1, and they went 3-3 and to finish the season. And, you know, what were you thinking during last offseason about the Lions' potential for this current season that just ended? Well, I thought the same thing, especially the way they finished strong the uh, previous year. I knew coming into this year, and, you know, of course, we can talk about hard knocks and seeing all that stuff and, and, and the draft and, and um, basically how they're lining up, which player was going to fit into which position. You know, we all go, we all go back to the we're going to bite kneecaps, and uh, he, he got the boys in there for that. So we definitely, definitely good to see, and it was excited, to, to, you know, to, for the season to start. Yeah, I'll tell you, the the first half of his first season, I had a lot of uh, um, questions about Jared Goff. And then you look back and you realize the pieces around him weren't in place and all that. But um, when the season ended 3-3, three and three, you know, those last six games, I am a typical Lions fan who has a lot more optimism than maybe I should. And so going into the season, my hopes were quite high for the Lions. I was like, oh. I actually remember sitting on the lake shore of uh, Lake Michigan uh, with my father-in-law and brother-in-law saying, I-, I could see eight or nine wins. I said, I don't know that we're going to make the seasons, but I think eight or nine wins, which obviously we know that's kind of right where they fell. Um, did you have any win total expectation or not really? I mean, we, you know, you and I talked a few times in the hallway at school about that. How, you know, if they win nine, if they win eight, if they squeak into the playoffs. But, you know, you, you go back to that three and three at that start or at the end of the season the previous year, and, you know, they changed – they're OC, and we know who the OC is now, but Dan Campbell was calling the plays with him. So I think when, when you see stuff like that and they're making the changes with the bodies that they have, uh, there were some, some situations during the season that they made some changes, you know, to shake things up, whether it's player uh, player room or coach's room. And, you know, you can see there's writing on the wall that this, this may turn out to be a lot of fun to watch. For sure, for sure. And, you know, the hard knocks bump before the season just kind of poured more Kool-Aid into the jar, if you will, and got us even <laughs> yes. that, that much more excited going into the season. And, you know, before the season started, I talked to my uncle. I'm like, all right, we're going to a game. What game are we going to go to? And we're like, oh, season opener could be good. The Packer game is always a good one to choose. And so ultimately we chose the Packer game. Um, but let's talk about that start. That start was, you know, one in six, right? Not what I don't think anybody expected based on what people were reporting coming out of training camp and then obviously the hard knocks thing. So uh, one in six, what were your thoughts when the Lions were going through that? You know, again, I looked at it, new coaching staff, you know, you're under their belt, uh, a new offense coordinator, a ton of young players. Um, you know, what they did against Philadelphia week one, uh, down, I remember, 14 or whatever. They came back, lost by three, and 
you know, those are the points when I watch those from a coaching standpoint and said, this team is going to be good. Uh, you have to look at, uh, in that one and five, one and six start, of course, after the one and five start, they made the changes with the, with the coordinators. They traded a, a very good tight end, uh, and, and, uh, but things made, made a big difference on that. But you could tell, uh, as your podcast that it's not the same old Lions. And I think that was one of the things, you know, Coach Glenn, you know, you talk about the defense giving up a ton of points. Uh, there's a lot of young bodies. And when your leader at safety is lost for the season with a bunch of young uh, individuals that just get, get out of the college ranks, y- y- there's some growth. And there's some growing pains, I should say. And you, we saw how the growth went as the season went on. Oh, for sure. I mean, with the injuries, you saw rookies being thrust into a starting role where they were supposed to be a backup for most, if not all, the season. Um, yeah, you know, it was kind of crazy thinking, all right, some people were actually calling for a coaching change at one and six and wondering if he was on the hot seat. And again, I feel like a lot of the people that said that were like maybe people who didn't really understand the Detroit Lions and understand the culture that Coach Campbell, you know, general manager uh, Brad Holmes were building there. And so going into that, I went to the Green Bay game and the Lions were one and six and we showed up there and, you know, there were still some empty seats at Ford Field, but it was pretty packed, you know, because Packers, good rivalry game, always going to bring that out. But the atmosphere was pretty amazing in that game. Now, you know, the Lions offense didn't uh, show up and put up amazing stats that day. It was the defense that actually kind of started showing some things up and was the difference maker with three interceptions. Uh, but the celebratory feeling that day when the Lions won that game was was pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I watched that. You know, watching it on TV, and I, you were sending me pictures, of course, and uh, which I enjoyed. Uh, you know, you you having your family down there is just totally awesome. But you know that that the, the biggest thing is, in, you know, from a coaching standpoint and as a fan standpoint, when when um, when the owner backs the coach when they're one and five, one and six, and they make some changes that people aren't going to be happy with, you kind of start feeling that things might change around on this. You know, I was reading I was reading something today on. Um, on um, Akuda was talking about you know losing his coach, his coach being fired. He had mixed mixed emotions with it because sure. he enjoyed him as a coach. He felt he turned his career around. But the other thing is, Akuda said he looked in the mirror and said, "It may be us, the players. We better we better right this ship." And and so I think that had a lot to do with it. And and they had a big victory in that in that instance. And and you know they, you know the rest is history. Right. And you know again. Some people may have thought it was the same old Lions, um, but, you know, a lot of fans still believed. It wasn't like everybody was turning their backs on them. And actually, I had a great moment. Um, as you know, I dressed up as Dan Campbell for <laughs> yeah. Halloween, yes. and uh, that game against the Packers was the first game after Halloween. So I, I took my costume to Ford Field, and, and I got a good chuckle out of Coach Campbell. I yelled to him from the sideline, and, and I think he found it quite amusing that I dressed up as him for Halloween. But but yeah, the crowd got into it. And you could see the beginning of things. And actually, that was the beginning of a six um, wins in seven games. Now, part of that was there were a lot of injuries early in the season when with that one and six start. And a lot of people don't think about that or understand uh, the full complexity of that. But during that seven or six games in seven, six wins in seven games, 
Uh, one of them was the Minnesota game, and the, the momentum was continuing to grow. And you actually went down to the Vikings game in Detroit. Yes. What was that like? Uh, incredible. You know, I had season tickets and player tickets for 10 years when I lived down in the Detroit area, you know, with Lomas Brown and, and the Barry Sanders era and David Lutz and so on and so forth. I'll drop all the names I want, Mark Spindler. For sure. But, uh, you know, I, it, the atmosphere at the Silverdome back in those days was pretty loud. Of course, when there's 80,000 people in there screaming, they got loud. Oh, yeah. But there was just something different about Ford Field when I walked in there. Um, the, the the atmosphere, the people in the parking lot, the people waiting to get into the games, uh, the, the pregame, the, the pregame, the guys coming through, of course, the flip by, um, uh, I can't remember, it was Sewell coming out. Just watching that, uh, having the having the, the singer from uh, Oxford sing, the girl um, yeah. honoring uh, number 42 was, was just incredible. Um, I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. Yeah. And so when you saw that, and and then the the music and the lions cam, the you know where their kids are holding, the, you know the parents are holding their their you know Lion King up. Oh sure, just those things was just it was just incredible. The that whole atmosphere, that whole time I was there, I was just awestruck on how much they have done behind the scenes to make this a winning program. For sure, and, and again, as we see a couple wins start to happen, it's a snowball effect, and, and we saw that with the team. We see that with the, the crowd and the stadium. And, you know, they finished, what, 8-2 and two, uh, their last Correct. 10 games of the season. And, you know, you and I, we, we, uh, we bantered back and forth. We were, like, I say inches away from making that drive to Lambeau Field for that final game. And even though it didn't uh, get us into the playoffs, um, I, I think every Detroit Lions fan was very satisfied with that game, with that victory, and basically, obviously, how the season ended. Oh, for sure. I mean, and again, that, that you know, it springboards you, like they say, into next year. You know, they know they have something to build on. They know they were 9-8. and eight. They know they were in a playoff atmosphere. I've been reading quotes from all the coaches, and they said that game was a playoff game for them. You know, win or lose, you know, and then, of course, Campbell saying, we're not going, they're not going. You know, you love that stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing is they have something to build on. But they also, you look at you look at the big loss when we got we got rolled over by 320-yard rushing. It amongst that eight, eight and two streak. And what happened was they, the younger guys started realizing we cannot miss an opportunity. The one and six start, maybe the, the, maybe the Thanksgiving day game, we pull that victory out. You know, there's a lot of ifs. And I think a lot of those ifs will be turned into positives for next year. And I think that's what the biggest season is. Can't wait to see what they're going to do for the next three, four months to get ready. For sure, because I think the big surprise question mark was once we started winning all those games towards the end, was that Carolina game where we were not able to stop the run? And so they obviously, how it's how you respond afterwards, right? How do we respond after the Buffalo game? I, I, I saw people, you know, the, what matters is how they come out against Jacksonville. And they handled Jacksonville, and you saw how well Jacksonville finished their season. Yes. And then how do we react after the Carolina game? Well, we took care of the Bears and also the Packers to finish the season strong. So great learning moments, yes. right? Yeah, for sure. And look at the Bears game. How did it start out? I think he had 100 yards rushing in about the first minute. Right, <laughs> well, right. Not, no. not first minute. You know, and then, but they, they rallied and turned it around. And I don't care whether he was injured or not. They still, you could see they put, put an emphasis on stopping the run. They made a couple adjustments. Coach Glenn, I think, made a couple of adjustments on run stop and, and it turned the game around. And, and we went into the Packers game, who was a big running team. You know, Rodgers hasn't had his best passing stats, uh, in a long time because they, they've relied on the run and their, and their running backs. And, 
we did a did a great job of doing that. So I think that's that's the positive stuff. That right now we're getting to a point we can do we can stop the run, and they're going to get better at it because our our management that we have is just unbelievable in identifying Holmes and, and Campbell and, and the rest of them, and identifying athletes and people that are going to make the Detroit Lions a great Detroit Lions team. For sure. I mean, Kirby Joseph, right? I mean, he has as many interceptions off Aaron Rodgers in one season as any other player in the NFL has in a lifetime. So, yeah, just like you said, so much growth from these players throughout the season gives us a lot of things to look forward to and hopefully build momentum of on the offseason. And uh, it's, a, it's a great spot to end. And uh, look forward to next year. And, again, we're going to be looking at different things. We'll break down the positions coming up and different aspects of the Lions. Okay, thanks for having me. It's uh, awesome talking about the Honolulu Blue. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to the podcast to get alerts about new episodes. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends.